Finding Mommy's Soft Voice, the podcast for moms who are professionals looking to shift from surviving to thriving. Heal yourself, heal your family. Welcome. I am your host, Mama Honey, the Serenity Maven, and I am your intuitive healer and fearless freedom coach at the targetedwellbeingcenter.com. Welcome to today's episode. You're invited to join me now. Last night, I had a very, very deep and raw discussion with one of my kids. And when I started my healing journey two and a half years ago, and my healing journey consists of a lifestyle of awareness and shifts and transformations based off those awarenesses so that I can align more and more with my authentic self and my life purpose. And what has come up is some deep, deep healing for myself. And I wasn't ready for this. I really didn't expect it. But now that it's here, I'm going to share it with you. And I'm going to share this with you openly so that you know what healing looks like so that you don't feel like you're alone and that you can feel empowered to stop and listen to what your body is telling you and what your essence is telling you. Um, So last night, the conversation um, that I wasn't expecting to have was with one of my kids and It was when he was four years old, and this is the part where I didn't know. I didn't realize what he saw, and I didn't realize for all these years of his life he was carrying this around. And so I invite you to speak up because as we are speaking up in my home, it is healing us. And, you know, ironically, it's been raining and pouring all night, so it feels like there's been a definite purge and and clearance going on here in our home. But that speaking it up and realizing what happened, it it did many things. But in a sense of my worthiness, what I realized I was doing is I minimized, I have minimized the domestic abuse in our family. I've minimized it. And by minimizing the severity of what happened, in a sense, I'm minimizing my value. That, you know, when you watch TV and you watch these Lifetime shows or you watch Dateline and you see these these things happen and you hear these stories, you're just like astonished. But here it was in my own life. And even the people closest to me probably still don't understand the levity of what happened that night that one of the most traumatic events in our lives happened. And it wasn't until last night that we spoke about it. And I realized that that was adding to the toxicity of our family. These secrets, and they weren't secrets, we all knew about it, but we didn't talk about it. We never talked about it. We just stuffed it away. And when we stuff pain, when we stuff anger, when we stuff rage, 
it becomes toxic energy and it becomes sickness. And especially as women, when we stuff our anger and rage, it can show up as, you know, feminine issues, things like endometriosis, you know, if we want to put a label on it. Um, and I happen to have endometriosis and I happen to have, I've been having flare-ups since this conversation. My entire body has been in pain, but especially, especially in my womb space. And so before this episode is over, I'm going to go through a healing session on myself so you can see what it is I take myself through um, when I'm feeling these things. But I also want to share with you some deep, raw truths that came up. And, you know, I'm in a space of wanting to serve more, wanting to serve at a greater capacity. And, and I keep asking, what is it that's holding me back from showing up or serving at the levels that I need to? And usually when we are not showing up or we feel like things are not showing up at the capacity we would like them to, there's something holding us back. And for me, it was around worthiness and I just really couldn't put my finger on it. And I've been praying for it to come up. And for me, two things have come up, which is, you know, some mother wounds, um, which could have led to this. And, and in fact, as, as I'm thinking about it, probably led to that because it set up those, um, that relationship format for me that then carried on um, into a marriage. And so what I was talking about my son, with my son last night, um, what we talked about was the night that when he was four years old, my husband at the time came home drunk and it was an awful night. And my four-year-old saved my life that night. Well, he's now an adult, but he was four years old at the time. And I knew, I, I really can't remember seeing much from that night. I don't have a lot of visual memories, but I do have audible memories and physical memories. I remember what it felt like and I remember what it sounded like, but I don't remember what it looked like. Well, my son shared with me that he saw everything. He saw everything. And in fact, there is a piece of furniture in our house right now that I declared we're getting rid of because I realized that piece of furniture was significant from that night. And I didn't realize the energy that it was carrying. So <laughs> that is on my to-do list to get rid of that piece of furniture. We don't need it anymore. And what happened was my then husband came home after i don't know goodness it was probably 12 plus hours of drinking hard alcohol hard liquor and i've never seen him like this and i was asleep the whole house was asleep we were all asleep the house was dark and i was woken up to my clothes, he was trying to rip them off of me. He was in the process of 
attempting to rape me as I was waking up and telling him no and to to get away from me. Um, we had two <laughs> two opinions of whose body my body belonged to that night. And in the fury, he was going to leave and he grabbed the car keys. And I remember, you know, this for me was another trigger is my dad died drinking and driving. And so, you know, I wasn't going to let him leave driving. He could leave all he wanted. I, I didn't care if he left. I just didn't want him to drive the car. And when he went out to the car, he got in the car and he was going to pull out of the driveway. And I went to open the car door and it flung open. It flung open and it actually got caught on the chain link fence. And as he reversed, the car hit the front fender, the car door hit the front fender and bent all the way back. I didn't realize this at the time, but I realize it now. Had that not happened, you know, I would have been run over when he backed up. Um, so that is a blessing there. But that infuriated him. That absolutely infuriated him. And he, as I ran away, he grabbed my hair and he caught me from behind. And he proceeded to beat me and kick me all up and down the back of my body. And as I tried to get into the house, I, I knew I needed to get into the house. Um, and I tried to get into the house. And at this point, this is the point where my son witnessed it. He was already awake from all of the noise from earlier. But what I remember and what my son remembers is that when I walk through the front door, now mind you, I'm 5'2". He was 6'2 and had a huge arm span. He did physical labor um, and had was completely muscular and built and um, very, very, very strong. And mind you, I'd, I'd felt a slap from him before, not very often, but I'd felt one. And it would, I would like my hear, my, I would have ringing in my ears from it. This night, it was like we were in a boxing ring and he literally just began to pummel on my face. And with the punches, my son actually remembers him wailing on my face. And what happened is he punched my face so hard that it split open and the blood splattered against the wall. And I often think about this when I'm watching crime shows, but not at a conscious level. But I think that's one of the reasons why I'm so fascinated with the trajectory of blood splatter when watching crime mysteries and those solve, solving that because had my son not saved my life that night, the police would have been looking at the blood splatter on the wall and trying to figure out how it got there and what happened. And so as we continued talking about this last night, I didn't realize he could see everything from his bed. We were in by the front door and there was a hallway and the bedrooms were through the hallway, but where he was at, he could see everything. And I asked him if there was a light on because I couldn't, I don't have any 
visual memories other than there's one visual memory I have from that night. And that is the table that the telephone was sitting on. I remember what that looked like. I remember the light being on as I look at that. So when I think about that, the light was on. So when he said it was on, that kind of validated that. But the light was on and there was the phone. And at this point, he told me in a complete rage, I've ne- like his eyes were solid black. I've never seen anybody so, I actually didn't even recognize him. He physically did not even look like the person that I was married to. His face was, I just want to say evil looking. And he went to the phone and he picked it up and he dialed 911 and he told me, I'm calling 911 because you're going to need them tonight. And he picked up the phone and he called 911. And then he proceeded to rip the phone out of the wall. Now, back in the day, this was, I can't remember if we had cell phones or not. We may have had, I think we had a cell phone. Um, I can't quite remember that. But we had the type of answering service where it was through the phone company. So it was a couple days later when I actually checked my messages. And the L.A. County Sheriff's Department had called back for a 911 hang-up call and that they were going to send an officer out if I didn't call back. (laughs) They never came, by the way. I ended up calling them, I think over 45 minutes later when I decided to, this was enough. He had to, he had to be accountable. So he ripped the phone cord out of the wall. Now this question has been sitting with me since my son said it and the weight of it, the levity of it. And I'm sharing this for many reasons. I'm sharing this so that you know it's possible to heal and come out on the other side so that you know it's possible for not only you to heal, but your family to heal. But also I'm sharing this because if there is someone who is minimizing what is happening to them in their home and it's escalating, it will continue to escalate until it takes your life. And if this is resonating with you, please reach out, please seek help. Please seek the support that people are ready to give you. Please seek the support that you're praying for. You are not alone and you are worthy. And what I learned last night is that your children are watching. Your children are hearing it. Your children are feeling it. And they will be forever impacted. And no matter what reason you feel like you have to stay, that will never outweigh the hopes and the dreams and the value that you place on your children. That is worth more than anything. And so I invite you to reach out, reach out to me, reach out to others. You know, we have the internet, 
there are places that can help you. And the reason why this statement is so heavy is I never expected to hear it. I never placed a value on my life enough to realize the levity of the statement in my life. But when my son said it, I realized the value of his life. And I realized why, why we have to leave, why we have to leave before it gets too far. What my son asked me last night was, he asked me, was it the phone cord or his hands? I didn't know what it was, but I knew he was killing you. I was terrified. I remember screaming. And I do remember him coming. I don't remember what he looks like, but I remember the table. I remember the light. And I can picture the shadow of him running through the hall. And what my son witnessed, what my son witnessed was the man he called dad with his hands around my throat, lifting me up off the ground, killing me, declaring he was going to kill me, declaring that's what he was doing. And the one statement I remembered all these years was what my son said. And he came out of the room running and screaming. And he said, Daddy, don't hurt my mommy. Daddy, don't hurt my mommy. And he was screaming. And as he said that, it was like a light switch flipped. And my husband dropped me. He let go of my neck and he kind of just looked around like, what's going on? And he ran out the door. And all this did was escalate over time. We were together for another, let me think about this, three, four years. I had another child with this man. When I look back, I stop and I think, why did I stay? Why did I stay? And I was talking with one of my mentors, one of my just women leaders in my circle that is out there sharing her story about domestic abuse that has inspired me to speak up. And author Shereen Rivera has been an amazing light in my life on this journey. And through sharing with her, you know, we connected, we shared, you know, we did not have a family. My parents were divorced three years before I was born, right? So I never saw a mom and a dad together. So that family unit was so important to me. For her, her family unit was, you know, her mom and dad were addicted to drugs and, you know, there was mental health issues and, 
You know, she was not nurtured and cared for the way that she needed to be. And so she also craved that family unit. So I share this because if you are craving something, I want you to know that you're craving that. Your kids are not craving that. That is your inner child coming up. That is your her inner child wanting to still fix things. And I'm going to ask you now, is it your job to fix things? Or is it your job to be love, to love yourself, to love yourself at capacities to where you can show up and be love in your home for your family, whatever that unit looks like, right? Whatever that unit looks like and whatever that unit needs to look like with safe boundaries. And that, you know, that goes towards any type of abuse, domestic abuse, whether it be, you know, across marriages or within homes, within families, within, you know, parental children units, um, whether it be in the form of physical abuse, verbal abuse, mental abuse, sexual abuse, you know, it doesn't matter what form it is. If it is low vibe and toxic, it is detrimental, period. But the good news is, is that we can heal. We can heal. And so I shared with you at the top of the show that I am experiencing physical pain right now. Now, in the past, what would have happened is I wouldn't have had an awareness of what this physical pain was. And we probably wouldn't have talked about it, so it would have probably even felt even more. But I am feeling this huge amount of pain in my lower abdomen. And actually, as we're talking, it's getting less and less. And so last night after my son and I were talking, I came up on the couch and I was laying there and I was like, wow, my body's in a lot of pain. What is this? And I sat there and I just listened and I could feel that this was all the pain I was stuffing from those experiences and it was time to let them release and come up. And for those of you that have been following my journey, you know, I shared last Mother's Day about, you know, getting exposed to an ex and having a flare-up. And I also have shared, you know, about when I did some somatic yoga and released a lot of toxic energy and 20 years of pain went away. You know, even after surgery, the pain didn't go away. But after, you know, dealing with that low vibe energy, it went away. So last night when I felt this, I knew, I knew what it was and I knew what I had to do. And so I did, you know, I do different kinds of rituals. I've learned different types. And so I did some dream planting and I did some Reiki and really just, you know, set that intention to fill with love, to fill with love and purge any of these things that are ready to be purged. And this morning as I sit there and actually right now I just had like what felt almost like nerve pain. If somebody hit a nerve and it goes, I just felt that in my back. And so, like I said, in the past, I would have just been like, oh my gosh, this is painful. I'm just going to go lay on the couch and go to sleep because I don't want to be in pain. Today, it's different. Today, I'm actually showing gratitude for this pain because this pain is 
almost like a secret decoder ring for what it is that I need to work on. And so I'm going to go through right now and take inventory of my own pain and translate it just like I do for my clients and like I do for myself. But I'm going to share this with you um, so that you can know that your body's speaking to you. It's kind of like a baby. Think about a baby, a newborn baby. Unless the baby needs something, it's not going to cry, right? Well, your body's the same way. Unless it needs something, it's not going to cry. Whether it be pain or pressure or not feeling well, that is a cry. And so I invite you now to just be open to following this experience and maybe even following along and asking yourself in your own body what it is that you're feeling. All right. Okay, I'm going to start with taking some cleansing breaths and connecting to my highest self. Putting one hand on my heart, one hand on my belly. Taking some cleansing breaths in through my nose. Allowing my belly to expand without any judgment. Notice if you're trying to like hold yourself in, hold yourself a certain way, like you don't have to. There's no expectations. Just allow yourself to be as you breathe. I'm going to go ahead and get two more in. And as I do this, I'm envisioning a beautiful love, loving light going from the top of my head down to my toes. Breathing out any bullshit and toxins. Beautiful. One more time. All right. I'm going to sit here with this pain. I was feeling a little bit of a headache, some pressure, pressure around like the band at the top of the head. And what I'm feeling here is as this release is coming, that there are greater connections to my God of understanding, spirit universe, um, as this is happening. And so there is purpose behind this pressure and that this is okay. This is all part of an up-leveling. So I show gratitude. I lift my gaze and my face and gratitude, shining up, lifting my hands to receive, surrendering to all that is meant for me to receive without judgment without consideration of worthiness, without consideration of outcome or what it is that I'm receiving. An example of that is this last week, I've been praying to, to show up, to be able to serve at deeper levels and I was ready to receive more. I did not know that this is what I was ready to heal, but this opportunity has come up and it's been brought to my awareness to heal. Right now I'm feeling a pressure in my right, shoulder space. And what this is telling me is that the struggle that I've been having with showing up at myself at deep levels, I've been showing up for myself daily and I've been doing work daily. And, but at that deep, 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 deep level of really connecting deeply, um, I've, I've been kind of skimping out on myself. 
And so what I'm doing is I'm feeling this pressure coming up in my shoulder, sending love to release this. And so when it's in the shoulder space, especially on the right side, right side is um, spirit. And so this is where my spiritual work, the work I need to do by taking action with my hands, if you think about that, if it's in my shoulder and my shoulder is not moving, then I can't be doing the work fully with my hands, right? It's kind of like when you go to walk, you can't take deep strides if you're not really using your knees, if you're just using your feet. Same thing with your arms. And so sending love in to release. Beautiful. All right, we've gone from the headspace over to the shoulder. I'm feeling now below, um, so above the voice box and below like underneath like mm, i don't know what area you call this underneath your jaws and above your neck and along your jawline and then you have like um some lymph nodes and things in there like around that area i'm just touching this feels a little tender and what i'm feeling here is to be gentle to be gentle and without judgment and guilt and shame. Because as these words come up, those are the feelings that are behind it. Yes, I'm on a podcast. Yes, I'm sharing, but I'm human. And I don't really want to share, but I know it's needed and I know it's part of my purpose. And I've committed to this. And as I do, I send love to my throat space, releasing any toxic, toxic energy that's preventing me from speaking fully with love. <sighs> Connecting down, I can feel it down into the deep belly, down into the lower back space as I have my hands on my throat space. I can feel when that anger comes up through my throat space, when that rage comes up, when that hatefulness comes up, that cynicism, criticism, judgments, shoulda, coulda, woulda, that person did this to me, any of those toxic energies is coming up from down in the belly space. And as I connect deep to the belly space, deep down in the belly space, I can feel a connection up to the back of my head, right at the base of my head where it meets the neck, top of the neck. And it's like it's pulling down and it's drawing, it's pulling a heaviness on my connection to spirit. So it's like, instead of flowing and trusting, there's this weight pulling down. There's this weight. And as I connect to this weight in my lower belly, I can feel it drawing to the sides. And it is connecting. It's connecting me to the blocks that I'm looking at in my life. So for me, my healing journey started with seeking nutrition, seeking physical health to my pain. I became raw vegan, and as I became raw vegan, I 
had undeniable spiritual experiences because the toxicity in the foods I was eating was being purged and my eating lifestyle was supporting high vibe eating. And so my vibration was raising and allowing me to experience more and more things. And as this happened, the physical ailments in my body became more and more apparent in contrast. And so I then switched from years of focusing on nutrition to focusing on my inner self, my, my essence, my vibe, my soul, my spirit. And as I did that, I've been able to work on my mindset and work on my actions. And I've been able to heal so many areas of my life, so many relationships, relationships with myself on so many different categories and levels but there's still some things that I'm not showing up the way I want to. And there are things that have been on my list for two years. And that's, you know, taking care of my home space, creating a home environment that I enjoy to be in, physically enjoy to be in, and that I'm motivated in and that I want to have people over and I want to have those connections. And so I'm connecting to this self-sabotage of, you know, not keeping my home in a state to where I can have people over, but yet that is what I crave. And so tapping into this, into my belly, tapping into this block, this block of connections that I crave, but yet am sabotaging. I'm doing the work, I'm doing so much, and then I get to the point and then I just drop it. And so right now I send love to my belly space to fill with love all of these areas of unworthiness that were left from when my husband was killing me. He was, and I've never really acknowledged that. I always just kind of equated it to when you're driving down the street and you almost get in a car accident. Like he almost killed me. Like, no, he was killing me and my son saved my life. And now that I acknowledge that deep, dark truth, I can release it. I can release that from that belly space and I can fill it with love because I am worthy. I am so worthy of love, just like you. You are worthy of love. Sending love to this belly space. Love to this wounded space. Filling with love. Love, love, love. Taking a nice cleansing breath in, filled with gratitude, receiving all that I am meant to receive. My belly space is feeling so much better, but now I'm feeling it in my lower back. The lower back space is the space of abundance, the space of flow. It is connecting security and trust to the rest, rest of me, to the rest of you. as I connect to that security and trust, those mother wounds that I mentioned coming up, 
the foundation of what was created for me. I realize in this very moment that is where I need to focus my healing on the root, on the root, on the mother wound that led to this emotion to that led to this emotion that's been triggered repeatedly throughout my life from the time I was conceived all the way out until even recent times. This awareness empowering me, empowering me to use my voice lovingly, graciously, humbly, choosing that over anger and rage, transferring that energy up and out of my belly onto others is just venom. And so I release this venom and I fill with love. I'm gonna sit here for just a moment and see what I hear or feel. I am still feeling pain and pressure under my tongue. And it's on the left-hand side, and this is coming of ego. What, this coming, what is coming in is even right now as I am sharing this, I have doubts. Who am I? Who's going to listen to this? Why would they listen to me? And the answer I hear is this is what I signed up for. This is what I asked for. And now it's time to fully step into my purpose. To show women that it is possible. It is possible to still be who you were destined to be, no matter what you have experienced up to this point. It doesn't matter what others have done to you, what you have seen, what you have witnessed, what you have done. In this very moment, you can choose. You can choose to be love. I remember thinking I was too old. I was in my 30s. You know, Everything that I created up until now was what I was stuck with. And that was more than five years ago. And every single day, I've been headed in the direction of my dreams. May I have not looked pretty, but in order to get from where I was to where I'm going, that was what was necessary for me to have the experiences and the exposures to push me along. And let's face it, if you're here, I know you're stubborn. I'm pretty darn stubborn. And if my experiences and exposures were not as strong as they were, I would probably question and still continue to question. And so in this moment, I release and I surrender 
And I accept my calling and I accept my gifts. And I commit to listening to the small nudges and giving myself the time daily to listen to my body like I did just now. So that I can constantly support myself on this journey and continue to serve. Serve myself, serve my home, and serve the world at the capacity that I'm destined to. I invite you right now to ask yourself, what is it that my body is telling me? I ask you right now to commit to giving yourself time every single day. Go right now on your phone and set an alarm for 20 minutes earlier than you normally get up and go on to YouTube. You can go to my Facebook page. You can go to my YouTube page. You can go to anybody's YouTube page. There's many, many amazing people out there, whatever you're drawn to. Sometimes there's just music. You just want to listen to high vibe music. But give yourself an alarm time to get up 20 minutes earlier and just meditate. Even if that consists of laying in bed, turning some music on, just search YouTube, go high vibe healing music. That's one of my favorite things to search and all kinds of stuff comes up. And just put your earbuds in if you have a partner in bed. If not, just put it on. And let it play for 20 minutes. You can even still go back to sleep. But start. Start somewhere. Start today. Commit to yourself to give yourself the time to listen. Because as you heal, your family heals. As you soften your voice, your family will feel brave to come and speak softly to you. Soft is spiritually open for teaching. As we show love to ourselves, we can remain open. And as we become that example in our homes, amazing, amazing transformations and shifts come. But it all starts with you. actually um, needed to do a little bit more self-care. So I am coming back to share with you my experience of self-care after I just did um, that self-awareness um, and self-inventory step of going in and listening to my body and understanding, you know, where were these things coming up? So that was like the acknowledgement, the awareness part. And, you know, I was really, really feeling it, feeling that emotion. I was aligned with it. I was feeling it and I needed to really release it, like really go in and, and shed those layers of energetic toxins, right? That low vibe energy. And so my favorite place to do that is in the bath, in water. And so that's what I did. I was going to take a shower and I was like, nope, that's not enough. Um, let me really give myself the time. And so I filled up the bathtub, put some Epsom salts in there, which is really going to help with grounding and clearing and, you know, 
balancing um, the energy that you have. And, you know, there, there are times where I've taken, you know, baths daily, sometimes multiple baths daily, um, depending on how uh, extensive my healing at that time was. Um, there, the first um, three to six months of my healing journey, um, when I was doing intensive healing, I was doing one to two hours um, daily for um, three of those months. And that last month was kind of scattered there um, due to my health issues, but really giving myself that time. And one of the things that I, I want to share with you is, you know, we come up with excuses why we don't have the time. And I started to do that earlier. I was like, oh, I'll just take a shower. And it was like, no, I am worthy of this. I will piss away my time, you know, on social media, you know, or worrying, right? How much time do you spend worrying? Um, and it was like, no, let me spend this time for myself. And I'm so glad I did because I feel grounded. I feel balanced. I feel calm and I feel a new hope and a new sense that as I go throughout my day today and in the coming days and in the coming weeks and months, I know that the new awarenesses that I have now are going to take me in the direction that I need to go and no longer hold me back, right? Those old beliefs, the old um, ways of not showing up for myself, the old ways of, of feeling unworthy are being held back. Now, here's the thing with healing is I have said this so many times now on my healing journey, like here I am at the next level. And it's, you know, sometimes we can feel like, oh, are we ever there? But we're just up-leveling. You're just up-leveling. Every time you have a new awareness brought to you, you're up-leveling and you're transforming and you're changing. And life is about living. And if you look at life as a transformation process, you are constantly transforming, then going through a transform transformational process, you're not fixing something because you're broken. You're actually just living. And if you're honest with yourself, when you're holding back, when you're not fully living in your truth, are you really, really living? Are you really feeling alive? Or are you shutting off areas of emotion to avoid having to look at the shitty truths? And is that simply just weighing you down? Is it making you sick and tired? If it is, I invite you to be honest with yourself and to take the action that you need. Just as I mentioned before, if you haven't already, please set the alarm on your phone for tomorrow to wake up 20 minutes earlier. Because that 20 minutes of meditation, if you just put on some high vibe music and even just lay there, that 20 minutes of meditation is an hour's worth of rest. So you're not even wasting time. So right now, I just blew that excuse out of the water. You don't have that excuse anymore. You have a new awareness that 20 minutes of meditation, and maybe it's a renewed awareness, that 20 minutes of meditation, you're going to feel better. So you're not wasting any time. It's free. There's no cost to it. What are the other excuses that you're coming up with? Listen to yourself. Listen to what you're saying. 
Because what you're saying in this very moment, I guarantee you, is showing up more than in this moment. It is showing up in multiple areas of your life. And when you stop and look around, these are the honest truths that will propel you forward. So again, I invite you to be gentle, to be curious, to be loving as you navigate through these new awarenesses. I want to thank you for allowing me to show up today and authentically and Raleigh share what healing does look like. You know, sometimes as healers, we can feel like we're imposters because we're like, oh, are we whole? But we are living. And if we are living a lifestyle of using tools to where we identify when the pain comes up, we identify what is ready to be worked through and released, and we take the steps to do it. That is when you create that balanced lifestyle. That's when you create your dream life. And I invite you to do that today. I also invite you to go out there today to be you, to be love. You are so worthy of being the love that you were the moment you were born, the moment you were conceived, and you are worthy of still being that love. And it's a matter of aligning your mindset with that love and aligning your actions with that mindset and that being of love. You're invited to shine brighter and brighter as you do. Have an amazing, amazing day. If you haven't already, subscribe and share this with others who need this message. Together, we will shine. Together, we will rise. And together, we will heal the world.